Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Once again, Midflight Brawl is brought to you by our good mates at Heaps Normal, delicious, independent, non-alcoholic beers. And Heggy, as you know, they've already got the world award-winning quiet XPA lager. I do know. They've got the half-day hazy, but now limited edition folks get in there. Heaps normal coffee run stout. Coffee. Mate, coffee run stout brewed with the beans from Newcastle's Floozy Coffee. How's that work then? Chucking beans in the in the still? Mate. What's happened? Don't ask him, but Heaps Normal, they're making magic happen. They've made a non-alcoholic right. beer that tastes like a fucking actual one. So Just like the sticker on your back window of your car. <laughs> They're making magic happen. Yes. That's the one. Get around it. And then I've got the I've got the My Family sticker, but it's the semi-automatic weapons one that go down to the pistols yeah. for the kids. Yeah, it's cute. <laughs> Heaps normal. Get around them. If you order a slab online, chuck in duty-free at checkout for free shipping around Australia. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty-free and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-air madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-air brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf Coast. At LAX. Thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that's not in the Where the fuck is this crash talking to me? I hope this crash is... Out the fucking door! Welcome to Mid-Flight Brawl. Any tip rat can fly now and here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. How's it going? Mate. Mate, well, it was lovely to hear your solo intro last week. How are the Uggs treating you? Oh, Uggs are plush. I've never, I've never put my feet in something as, as, you know, I'm moving up in the world. I've never had a pair. They're three-figure Uggs. I'll be honest, for you, I'm, I'm amazed that you've ever had a pair of new Uggs. I picked you down at a Savers going, how long have these been worn? Oh, you know what I've done before, though? No, I've always had Uggs, but like you know, when you get a pair that's buggered and it gets down to that grid cardboard shit under your foot, yeah. terrible. Yeah. I sometimes buy a new pair, but I keep the old pair and I cut a foot size bit out of the top of the foot. Like, so it's, you know, it's still, yeah. still in fairly good nick or up the ankle, you can cut that bit out and then use that as an insole for when it happens again. Mate, this is exactly what I pictured. <laughs> I pictured you taking it down to just a carpet store and getting a plush carpet. And making your own sort of inner lining. Insoles, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would do that, but this one, yeah, there's still pretty good nick on the outside, so you can do that. I'll just trace your foot around the outside, get out the Stanley knife, away you go. Beautiful. Well, it is winter time, and uh, of course, that's what you've got your new Uggs. Um, Life hacks. I've uh, I've been fucking everywhere, man. I've taken a Qantas, a Virgin, a Jetstar, and four Qatar Airway flights in about two weeks. So yeah. I've, I've that had is me, a 
Hectic schedule. Good wedding though. You had a yeah. lovely time. Mate, it was a ripper time. Scottish wedding. Our, uh, our mate, Daniel Sloss, comedian, your mate. superstar. He's not your mate, is he? No, he's, uh, <laughs> he's good. I got, got into a bit of buck fast. Mate, it was a beautiful oh, Scottish yeah. wedding. Um, what a drop. In the vows, he mentioned his wife's tits, how great they were. So, you know, just a beautiful day for everyone. Uh, nice. Drinking Buckfast straight out of the bottle. Is Buckfast, Buckfast Irish, isn't it? Or is it Scottish? I believe it's Someone texted me saying it was English. Oh, okay. But uh, it's, made it, it's made its way up. I think Scotland have claimed it like we do with most of our superstars. They've taken Buckfast from somewhere else. Oh, like, like the cockroaches keep trying to do with Greg Inglis. Yeah. <laughs> But, mate, it was fucking great. <laughs> but I'll, I'll tell you what, flying 47 hours of economy flying in a five-day period, a little bit too oh, much. Poor fella. Wouldn't, mm. wouldn't put it on anyone. Don't, don't be doing that with your, uh, with your days. I will say, tell you what, though, I was in Newcastle last weekend for the Newcastle Comedy Festival Gala. We're back this weekend, Saturday, June 3rd, 4 p.m. at the Gal. Mm. Tickets are selling fast. And then after our show, you've got your solo. Yeah, I do. Well, there's Osha's show in between. Oh, our that's show right. And my solo show. So, mate, do the triple. Same venue. Don't have to leave. You know what, though? Ease off a bit. I don't want any maggots in my show because I'm filming it. Yep. And there's, every time I film something, some fuckhead will immortalize themselves by doing something stupid. And I usually have two goes at it so I can edit the stupid losers out. But uh, this time I just got one, one go at it. So I'm getting up early in the morning, going to dress in the room, sort it all out. Don't be a dickhead. Come I'll on. tell you what, I'll I'll do my best, but I'm coming off the back of the Guinness World Record attempt that made you spew in your mouth in oh, the intro last week. Yeah. And I assume it's made you upset because you're a man that same, came so close to being immortalized in the Guinness Book of World Records until that long fucking hair fell out of your leg. Yeah, but mine was an actual achievement. What do you mean? Yours, not so much. Yours is like the... You know, the most people wearing thongs at once down at the beach or some shit. Man, just you, fill up. you say that. So we're going 27 hours uh, back to back on yeah. uh, on the radio show. But I don't know if you saw earlier this year, bloke broke the record for most lanyards wore at once. Uh, <laughs> why, why would I have seen that? Man, he's, he's fucking little head. He's a little bloke. He's got 500 plus lanyards on and his head... Looks like it's about to explode. It's good stuff. What, they're not tight? He's just trying to hold them up. Yeah, I think just the the weight. What a fucking world we live in. Like, why is that a thing? Why are we watching? I I assume people can watch you do your amazing world record attempt. Probably. Cheer you on from home, watching television, watching radio on television (laughs) like we now do. Mate, I I love that you say this after... after, Again, your world record attempt was for the longest leg hair. Yeah. And you're saying the bloke that's put on, Illinois man put on 509 lanyards to break the world record. Yeah. I don't know why you're, why you're knocking his Well, attempt. you tell me out of those two things, who's a bigger tryhard? You know, natural talent or the guy trying to put lanyards on his head? <laughs> Crazy. Oh, you know what he is? He's a serial Guinness record breaker. Well, even worse. Yeah. Like I hope his personal life fucking sucks. <laughs> Oh, you'd have to assume it does. He would bore everyone at dinner parties and I would want to punch him if I ever met him. What a loser. A bit of news from alumni and a bit of news in general. Oh, hey, just quickly, by the way, I said Newcastle this weekend, but July 14th, we're up in Brizzy. Oh, yeah. The 9 p.m. show sold out. 
sold out months in advance. So we've added a second one. Patreon members have snapped most of them up already. We've added a 7 p.m. show, same night. So 9 p.m. and a 7 p.m. July 14, Good Chat Comedy Club there in Brizzy. Get around it. Yes. Uh, sorry, I did forget to mention that. But um, you might have noticed a few things in the news this week, flight-related but also larrikin-related. Uh, Bodie. 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 Yeah. Manny Risby-Jones, just the four names. Uh, 25K in the red. Absolute bargain. Man, once again, cold hard gets you out of the shit. <laughs> Mate, but I, I thought if you don't know the story of Bodie, he's the 20-odd-year-old bloke from Noosa who went on a drunken nude rampage through – uh, a town in Indonesia under strict sort of Islamic law, and I thought this bloke's not coming back with all of his hands and feet. Well, there's no way. Yeah, something's got to go. Turns out twenty five grand, which is and that Absolutely. that's not Indonesian rupiah. That's Aussie dollar. That's cold hard cash. Yeah, no jail time, no public flogging, just cash. Cash. They took it, and I so. I think he's gotten off pretty light. Twenty five grand. We could pass around a hat and we could fucking do it in Newcastle this Saturday. Oh. Your taping goes well, just start bashing. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first up there. Uh, in other news, Asana Airlines, South Korean lunatic opening the door while the plane was 200 metres altitude. So <laughs> oh. coming into land. It can be done it's, is the point. Yeah, it can be done. And we've said this before. Someone hit us up on Twitter, which we we rarely – we opened a Twitter account a long time ago and then we remembered the sort of people that are on there. Yeah. It's not all just RIPs from you, you know. Gross. Somebody hit us up yep. and said, you said it was impossible and I had to tell them at, no, at a certain altitude, it is impossible to open the door. But this bloke, there was a minute to go or something in the flight, landed in Daegu in yep. South Korea. Yeah. He wanted to get off the plane. You're sitting next to the emergency exit. I've read in a, in a little bit about this, but Asana, uh, I've read, will be culpable. That's bullshit. How can you stop that? Well, I've got na- Nanny State now. Now they're not selling the ticket next to the door. What? That airline or everyone? Yeah. No, that airline because of that fuckhead. Great. Good on him. Now, if there is an emergency, sorry, sitting too far away. Got to keep my seatbelt on. Can't reach it or something. There'll be something. Yeah, you can tell it wasn't too high up because people are fairly relaxed. It must feel like a yeah. nice breeze. Maybe the bloke was right. You'd still want your seatbelt on, I reckon, mm. if that's – if you're getting wind, leave your seatbelt on. Can't, can't account for the lunacy epidemic, so take it easy. Um, also, you know what I haven't heard back from? Maybe you have. I doubt it. Uh, the uh, Greyhound naming of a couple of weeks oh, ago. yes. I've not heard a peep. Have you, have you had a look at any of the names? No. I haven't, had, I haven't given it a nudge. On, on Patreon, a few people wrote on our Instagram, uh, a lot of people want, Stroke me off, understandably. Stroke me off. Oh, beef stroke me off or just stroke me off? Beef stroke me off. Yeah. Uh, few have gone for the, yeah, welcome stranger. Um, here we go. Jeffrey with a J. Oh, yeah. Uh, what, that? Jeff- those words or just yeah. Jeffrey written? With no, a J? Jeffrey, Jeffrey with, with a J. J. But I think it can only be three, can't it? Uh, yeah. G-, G. Finneran after Jared Finneran, oh, one okay. of our earlier, okay. earlier subjects. Finneran surprise. Uh, yep. Gus Pruden on uh, our Patreon is putting more chili, makes you think, land larrikin or gone too soon, the number two. Not bad. Steve, clearly the best greyhound name is Meryl Daryl. Meryl Daryl. <laughs> From the other week. Ross Meryl Daryl is good. That's that's good. Bing, bang, boom or makes you think. Oh, yeah. 
uh, <laughs> uh, NRG Juice. These are from Christy. Shannon Airport, yeah. NRG Juice, or your mate. Your mate's not bad. Your mate's pretty good, actually. Steve, Nikki, Jeffy, Cody. <laughs> oh, goodness. That would be. I'd place a bet on that. Flying Tip Rat from Tim and Anthony's written, keep it simple, greyhound name, one word, go Jaden. Yeah, right. It's two words. He said, it? imagine a whole crowd screaming, go Jaden, as the dish licker screams past the winner's post at Dapto. Yes. <laughs> Brings a tear to my eye. Very good. All right. Well, uh, we'll have to do some more prodding of the naming process off air, see what happens. Also, another uh, ep- another subject we covered in the past, the YouTube, I don't know if you saw this, the bloke Trevor Jacob, who I think it was in the Influencers one live in Sydney. Yeah. He was the bloke that crashed the plane, remember? Parachuted oh, okay. out and crashed the plane. Yes. So he's facing up to 20 years in <laughs> federal prison. Yeah. He's in deep shit, right? So he's in a little plane, he's crashed it on purpose, jumped out to put it up on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, he initially told investigators that his plane lost power and he didn't know where the wreck was. They later found that he made no attempt to call air traffic control, restart his engine or search for a safe place to land. Yeah. But this is my favourite bit about the whole story. On December 10th, 2021, he and a friend flew to the crash site and towed the crash plane to Santa Barbara County where Jacob put it in a hangar. And over several days, he destroyed sections of the plane and place parts in trash cans around the airport. Brilliant. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> it's not like putting a, putting a dog turd in your neighbour's bin. A bit more serious, Trevor. <laughs> Just Goodness. an aileron hanging out of the fucking bin next to the next to the yeah. smokers section. I like oh, it. Uh, what a loser. Man. <laughs> <laughs> and then the coverage tracks beautifully. Um a few, a few weeks after he crashed the plane and said he didn't do it on purpose, he uploaded a video titled, I crashed my plane. <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, Thanks for those greyhound names, by the way. Keep sending them in. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll go through the Instagram because the messages in Instagram, we might have to start a Facebook page or a Discord or something. Have it a little yeah, bit so. a little bit smoother. The DMs are coming in thick and fast over there at, at Midflight Brawl. And just direct everyone there because, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't see any of it really. I don't know. I get the odd personal message on mine, but uh, sometimes that's abusive. <laughs> uh, I I just got back from Brisbane mm. where I did the comedy festival. It was very fun. Yes. Good shows. Had a good time. I was walking up the street late mm. one night and uh, a cop approached me and said, what are you doing? And I was – I said, I'm just giving a few coins to this hobo. It was this bloke. I was, I was digging some coins out of my bag, giving some coins. I thought, is that fucking illegal now? We're back in the 70s, Joe era, where you can't give coins to a homeless anymore. What's going on? I didn't say all this. I'm thinking, fuck, what am I, what's going to happen here? And uh, he was a fan. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. So I thanked him for keeping the streets safe. Went on my way. <laughs> so shout out to the Brisbane copper in the – Fortitude Valley on the weekends. Good on you. Man, he must have been disappointed going, you're a lot more lippy about us on stage, mate. Yeah. Where's all you? (laughs) Well, he had a big posse of it. You wouldn't walk around by yourself as a cop in the valley at the moment. It's a fucking zoo late on a Friday or Saturday night whenever I saw him. Well, we put up the video on our Instagram of you just walking in Brisbane in the daytime following like a 
Oh. The Brisbane version of Hansel and Gretel, but not breadcrumbs. It was bloody footprints. Like a barefoot bloody footprint too. I couldn't find the source. Didn't find a puddle anywhere. I just saw it just ran out. Oh, this is grim. Absolutely disgusting. Yeah, that is frightening that it hasn't it hasn't sort of started coming out from a, a pub or Yeah. Yeah, it's just, just a started bus in the middle of nowhere and fucking ended in the middle of nowhere. I don't know. It was a bus stop. Maybe the driver just bashed someone, kicked them off the bus. <laughs> the puddle's still in the bus somewhere. I don't know. Not great, though. Oh, yeah. Before we kick off uh, each week, if we're down the line from one another on Zoom, you've always got a Zoom background with a with a grim pass. Now, hold on. I'm trying to read it here. Your, your, is it Yalambi Lodge? Yeah, it's Yalambi Lodge. Who's, fuck, who's Yalambi Lodge? You've, you've rapped this about the, it. You, big smile on your face, doing the old thumb <laughs> over the shoulder. Check it out. This is the Cooma New South Wales Tasering Centre. Oh, and, um, <laughs> oh, fresh. Oh, that fresh. is. That is. Fresh. Well, I would, like to, I would like to give a shout out to listener Michael who from time to time sends through doozies like this. <laughs> I should put him on the books, really. Uh, and this is not an endorsement of police brutality while we're down here. In fact, ROP 95-year-old Claire Noland. Our real winners there. Like a sunset, dying with the rising of the moon. Gone too soon. Not a not a lot of ninety five year olds go go out, you know, in a blaze of glory, swinging a knife, do they? Nah. Well, that's, yeah, anyway, pretty grim. Just spreading awareness, everyone. So take it easy. Be kind to yourselves and each other or something. Uh, let's kick on, mate. What a what a way to go, though. I'd love that. Oh, I don't know you would. Some, people say, some people say peacefully in their sleep. Fuck that. No. Let's no. roll. Yeah. That's the let's roll. That's the 95-year-old's let's roll. Let's do it. As soon as I can't remember every round Conor McGregor when he's fighting... I'm grabbing a knife out of the out of the kitchen there at the aged care facility, and hurting someone else until <laughs> until I can't remember his top that. ten quotes. My brain's gone to pot. Where's a the knife? There's those ones who who do suicide by police, don't they? The fucking mm. selfish, like you know, the ones who start a fight just because they want them to kill them. Yeah, it's a bit of that, isn't there? That's that's pretty fucked. Put put another bloke through that. Anyway, let's roll, mate. Or, we, um, or woman. Women can be cops too, Eggy. Jesus, they mate. certainly can. Twenty twenty three. Fuck me. And I hope none of them have had to kill someone because it wouldn't be a nice thing to have to do, unless you like that sort of thing. Not here to judge. Follow your dreams. Should we get into this? Yes. Let's do it. Woo! This week, mate, we're looking at Cathay Pacific flight uh, on December three, two thousand three. Rarely brought up on our show, Cathay. Mm. Yeah, well, this may be the first or second, I believe. Hong Kong to Melbourne. Yes. Australia. Of course. So Cathay Pacific had uh, 10 accidents and incidents over its history, although none have resulted in a whole loss or loss of life since 1972. Not bad. Very good size. Cathay Pacific generally regarded to have a good safety reputation has been rated as one of the world's safest airlines. Thankfully, though, our collective memories are a little longer than 1972. Oh, There's a classic crash from uh, July 
1948. Oh, gee, that is. That's, yeah. That's beyond, isn't it? That is. There was a Catalina called the Miss Macau, operated by Cathay. Uh, 27 people on board, including the crew for the flight from Macau to Hong Kong. Four blokes hijacked the plane soon after takeoff. It's only 65 Ks, the trip. So you've got to be quick. As soon as the yeah. seatbelt lights off, clickety-clack. It's like a- Stick up, stick them up. Like Virgin and uh, Qantas on the, the Sydney to Canberra route, where they still want to give you a coffee. Just yeah, get a lolly. Just how the fucking tray. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> On takeoff, no the, the nose is about, you know, angle of attack, 15, 20%, and they're just fucking oh. pushing that tray. Real hard yeah. to get it up, handing those drinks out. If there's a tailwind, they just pull out a basket full of Easter eggs or something, <laughs> chuck them from the front until you sit the fuck down or about to land. Crazy stuff. Uh, the object was to rob the wealthy passengers and then hold them for ransom, and they were met with some resistance. Sick. Uh, they promptly killed the pilot, and then, even though it was a seaplane oh, no. designed to land on water, they came with a little... Came in with a little too much mustard. Yeah, a bit too hot. And uh, they didn't sully it. Oh, no. Nah. And uh, 23 angels floated up through a rainbow that day. Oh, Jesus. Like a comet blazing across the evening sky. Gone too soon. Okay, mate. Yeah, that'll, that'll do for the. That's the last of them for a few months, I reckon. Well, then. On top of that, three hijackers went south to help Satan out in the furnace, and one hijacker survived. Oh, sick. It's always Wong the way, Yu. isn't it? It's the drunk driver Brilliant. living in the car. Man, Wong Yu jumped out the emergency exit just before impact. It works sometimes. It's like jumping up just before your lift slams into the floor of the lift well. You can do it. <laughs> Get your timing right. You can do anything. The, um, I wonder if any on that Asiana, what is it? Asana. Asana? That Asana yeah. flight, the door opened. If anyone tried the uh, commando, I'm gonna start Schwarzenegger in commando coming near the ground, just jump out and land in the in the reeds. Oh, mission. Yeah. Start your mission. You're going so fucking fast. <laughs> you jump off a bike while it's moving at 30 k's an hour, you really hurt yourself. Oh, did you ever so, do that as a kid? The old ghosty? Yeah. My bike, my bike used to park itself more than I'd park, park it. <laughs> I'd be at the front door by the time I hear it crash into the garage, <laughs> walking. I'd be in bed. Yeah. I'd be in bed and hear it smash, <laughs> smash into a neighbor's car. The um, I have not seen since I was a kid, I've never seen a bike without someone on it moving. I don't know. Bring it back. Is it gone? Your kid's doing it? Your kid's chucking ghosties? Uh, we, our suburbs would be busy for kids riding around. There's not many kids riding around bikes. We did a yeah. bit of it. Not too much. Kids, kids aren't out on bikes anymore, basically. Terrified but someone's going to just plow into them, usually in an SUV traveling at speed <laughs> any hour of the day. You should bring it back. Because, oh, Your kids are a perfect age to start riding bikes. Bring that back. My little one, Maxie, he's doing, he doesn't even know what a ghost is. He just likes the spirit of throwing a bike because he can't keep up. Yeah, right. Yeah. The, um, in this hijack, the Hong Kong government, the British colonials and the Macau authorities all argued it wasn't their jurisdiction. Didn't want the job. Right. So he got deported to China. Oof. No news after that. <laughs> the hand of justice can be quite swift in the people's country. Oh, jeez. As it was known pre-1949. 
the um, this is the first ever hijacking of a commercial plane. And to me, it begs the question. You reckon he, he got re-educated down to a yes, down to a very, very skinny so. size. Yeah. Oh, he probably got buried with his head intact in lawn mold or something. Something <laughs> fucking horrible back then. Um, why would <laughs> why would Wong Yu, the sole survivor, admit he was a hijacker? Oh. I wouldn't even admit. I wouldn't even admit I was me. <laughs> it's a superb opportunity to start a new identity. Do what you want. You just find a find someone else's passport in the water. Okay, there we go. That's me now. <laughs> Fucking, I am not a. Yeah. Either way, I think future hijackers learn something quite valuable from that. Do your research. Learn how to fly the plane before you kill a pilot in the air. But maybe maybe he didn't admit he was a hijacker. He just hopped off with eight gold watches on. Yeah. And Twelve <laughs> necklaces. They go. Hold on. <laughs> I think he had something to do with it. Yeah. Um. You reckon there's an entry aptitude quiz for hijacker school? First question, what year was the very first hijacking <laughs> and what fatal error did the bandits make? Well, saying that, I'm not a fan <laughs> of a conspiracy a theory, but the fact that Muhammad Atta was one of the masterminds at 9-11. Yeah. Um, mastermind, also a stretch if you just fly a plane into a building. I don't yeah. know if that takes a, a mastermind. But apparently his passport was found in the wreckage, which hmm. seems a bit... That's a bit on the nose to me. Well, the story's a bit on the nose to me. It sounds like one of those fucking bullshit ones. Um, anyway, our our bloke today, Elgiz Santana Canales Viatoro, 39. When dealing with Hispanic names, I find raising your voice helps the pronunciation a bit. Um, Elgiz, though, Canadian national. Thanks very much. Oh. And uh, bear in mind, this is an era where mobile phones – and American dreamer witnesses hell-bent on throwing themselves in front of a camera were not as prevalent in Australia as they are now. So the evidence is scant. Uh, we're going to have to do something we're loath to do here at MFBHQ, speculate. Oh, fuck. There's a, I'm sure you would have seen it scrolling through TikTok, as you tend to do, but there was an American mm. chick. There's a lot of TikTok accounts now, whatever the person's name is in Australia or whatever the person's name is in America. What do, you, and they, what do you mean? They're here and they're like, oh my, the videos are like, oh my God, these guys, Vegemite is crazy. And it's got like 15 million views on it. You go, fuck, what do we, why do I even bother? Yeah, I don't know. But an American woman living in Sydney, she said she was doing 100k an hour in the cross city tunnel. Mm-hmm. And it's only 80 kilometers an hour. And she got a speeding fine. She said, I'm just going to take it to court and say it's my first time driving through. I don't know. I don't know any different. Yep. It's, I'm from America. They're like, well, fucking numbers are the same. Yeah. And also, if that's your plan, don't turn it into a viral video before you turn up. Yeah. Plus, you know, the, I mean, I hope someone sent that through to the cops, preempting her court appearance <laughs> and saying, look, if anything, she thought she was doing 100 miles an hour. So <laughs> let's throw the book at her. Throw away the bloody key, like you like to do. Uh, Elgiz has had a few shandies pre flight. Don't know right. where or what. So we're going to have to allege a few things here. Um, Everything is alleged, by the way. Being a Canadian citizen, and I've, I've got a soft spot for those bastards. I've always been pretty cool in my experience. On the other hand, I could take or leave Canada Dry and Canadian Club. Yeah. If they if they were the last drinks on earth, yeah, I'd probably wrap the laughing gear around them. It's not VB. But as things currently stand, fairly sure I'll be able to complete life without ever having another one of either of those. Of course. I hate their 
their whole ad campaign for Canadian Club is over beer? Question mark. You're like, we'll just oh, find another beer. Yeah. You fucking loser. Yeah. Yep. Just find a better beer. <sighs> if Canadian Club yeah, is house. topping whatever beer you're drinking, you're drinking a shit beer. Yeah, absolutely. On drink water. trivia while we're down here. Fifty years ago, in a bar in Calgary, the Caesar was invented. It's gone on to become Canada's national drink. The fuck is it's that? A, it's a Bloody Mary, but with oh. half tomato, half clam juice. Oh, oh, that is you know that shit. That, yeah, that clamato. Yeah, clamato. Clamato. Never. I've never touched it. Never had a whiff it's, of it. It can't be. I've good. tried it. It's it's tomato juice and clam broth, and oh. I think MSG. If the heartburn I received after drinking one's accurate, <laughs> um, just fuck it. You know, oh. leave it alone. Leave well enough alone, will you? Bit of umami. Umami's just MSG, isn't it? No idea. You know, Japanese con. Yeah. Like they just, they say umami all the time. It's just like a word. Pretty sure it's just MSG. Um, anyway, you want to take things a step further though, you can you can have a bearded clam, which is Canadian whiskey, cranberry juice and amaretto. Yuck. Oh. Anyway, my, my theory is that Elgis had a hankering for some good old-fashioned Canadian cocktails, but that they are unavailable on Cathay Pacific. It's like when like when you demanded a Vegemite sandwich in New York at a fancy networking lunch and had a tantrum, so the top brass knew that you meant business. I want a goddamn Clamato juice. I want it now. All right. Uh, the nine-hour flight running smoothly. Up until it was four hours old. Oh, haven't just, had a haven't had a three hour cruise for a while, have we? Yeah. The crew stopped serving Elgiz alcohol after he had too much wine. You know what I think it is? I think it's all the health benefits of his tomato juice based cocktails pre boarding. Yeah, that sort of that's held him in good stead for that extra hour. Oh, yeah, he would have kicked off at three if he'd done. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. On the job properly. There is something about a Bloody Mary that when I finish it, I do feel like I am in front. Oh, <laughs> all that vitamin C. If anything, you're cancelling out all the alcohol you've had for the last week or two. <laughs> well, it win. Uh, we've had a couple of couple of wino Canadians on here before, I think. And I think we've discussed this before, but worth reiterating, obviously. Can- Canadians just Northern Hemisphere Kiwis, aren't they? Mm. Like... Lovely. Ooh, nature, foggy mountains, no nukes, punch. I oh, know, just like the rest of us, but with picturesque backgrounds. Exactly. Even more galling, I reckon. I'll tell it's, you. It's an ambush. Also, again, you don't want to hand out life hacks for people, but if you plan on drinking a lot of red wine and fighting, stick to a, stick to a Pinot because if you go a heavier, like a Shiraz, you're going to get the red, you'll get the red lips and the teeth. Oh, yeah. Stand out. They'll know you're coming. Yeah. <laughs> Pinot, Pinot doesn't stain the lips as much as a no, no, the lighter ones don't. Sort of wine, yeah. All right, well, I'll go with rose. I mean, if you want to take it that far, <laughs> do clear spirits. Well, that's the yeah, pure if, alcohol. <laughs> if you're above drinking prison vodka out of a flask, you've snuck on the plane. 
Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you also I find, want to read. When they rarely do it, but when a Canadian kicks off, it's like it's, it's like when it, it's like a koala scratching a, a fat American's eyeball clean out of his face <laughs> down at Lone Pine. Like it's, it's unexpected and therefore pretty grim. By the uh, way, Lone, Lone Pine for the people that live in Brizzy that have been. I went there a lot when I lived there for a few months. My son was almost two at the time. Yeah, Lone Pine every day. Go in there. Still, I think the best bang for buck zoo and the only one I've ever been in where they're just letting emus, kangaroos, wallabies mm. all hang out in a big fucking field and as soon as you walk in, you can touch them. Yeah. Nobody's saying don't try and pet the emu, don't try and pet. It's like if you can get your hands on it, have a pat. And it's not like most cities do where you've got to travel for half a day to get there. It's pretty close to yeah. town. Fig tree pocket. Mm. I grew up near there. I could, I could walk there if I wanted to as a kid. Didn't much, but I have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Elgiz has become aggressive and started screaming obscenities. There's absolutely no evidence of what he was saying exactly, depending on what his first language is. Uh, I'm going to go with, you know, fuck you, you fucking fucks or something along those lines. Yeah. Just cons- just thinking that maybe he didn't, didn't speak English first. An even more impressive feat, though, if English is his first language. Five hours to go on the flight. Maybe some of the quotes from Scarface. Getting those out. Oh, you reckon? Yeah. You reckon they Her warm was so polluted. Everyone with a Hispanic sounding name can do Scarface imitations. I, don't, I hope so. <laughs> Otherwise, what's it for? Um, five hours left. They've got to call it. I reckon FAs use their discretion here when a flight has an hour or so left just to keep serving the bastard booze. Someone else's problem soon. That's what I mean. We say it, but yeah. I'm sure that happens. It's like we're about to just, you know, we've got one hour left. Just give this guy two more beers. Yeah. Five hours though, nah, he's ours. Unfortunately, it's not gonna, it's not gonna blow over. So Elgiz then punched the seats in front of him and threw what at a flight attendant? I'll give you, I'll give you twenty dollars. All right. Cold hard, I'm, crisp. I'm, I'll iron it. I'll iron it in the hotel room this weekend I'm ex- before I give it to you. I'm excited about this because I'm going from the gut here. It was the first yep. thing I thought of. I'm going to say yep. a cup of his own piss. <laughs> no. Ah, I like the cut of your jib. <laughs> I really thought I had you for some reason. <laughs> nah. It was it was his singlet. Oh, <laughs> Worse, I reckon. <laughs> That is worse. Yeah. <laughs> like you're wearing one in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't even respect it enough to keep it on. He then punched another FA in the stomach. He's, he's escalated here. Elgis went over to an occupied toilet and kicked in the door. Oh, nice. I mean, we've all thought of doing that. Never had the courage when you've got to go. When it says kicked in, is it one of those accordion toilet doors? He actually hasn't. I would assume so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just kicked the kick the weak spot, it's going. That lock's going to pop. But, you know, when there's someone in there for so long and you're mm. long haul, you're get man, why are you in there longer than you need to be? Wait until you're ready. Get in there. A minute, you're out. Mate, I had two of them on the flight to um, Scotland where you go, I used to have a bit about it years ago. Um, oh, it's a Going to the toilet. It says vacant. And the door and, unlocks. Yeah, yeah and you, you open the door and there's someone taking a shit and they yell at you. You go, fuckhead. Yeah. How'd you get this far mm. and not know? I get it on a domestic flight, but on long haul, you need a passport, visas. Yeah. There's a lot of steps. I've done it before, not on a plane. 
where I've been on the other end of that, and I apologise profusely, but it was a confusing lock. It wasn't like a yeah easy one. I think I was in a service station or somewhere. It was gross, but I'd, you know. Oh, if you emergency ever ever had to take a shit in like a in a dive bar or something where there's no lock on the door, so you've got one foot no. on the ground, one straight out, like a pistol squat. Yeah, you're doing a one leg squat <laughs> trying to shit. No, I haven't. Although sometimes. Uh, during the summer months, I ride to gigs and you get real sweaty. So I take my jeans and ride in shorts. But now I know the ones not to do that at because you go to the pub for a gig and I pretty much have to fucking levitate to get my jeans on. It's that disgusting. You're doing some proper acrobatics. Put your chin on the top of the door and just hang there while you put your jeans on because you're not touching the floor with your bare feet or anything. Fucking just actually disgusting. hang yourself with your belt and hope you get yeah. it sorted in time to get yourself down. You got about a minute. <laughs> oh, my fingers are going tingly. I better move. Don't you ever? Um, isn't the move there to stand on top of your shoes? I do. Yeah, I yeah. do. Yeah. But you got to get the jeans on without the jeans leg touching the floor. Yeah, it's not easy. Mate. I've done a stand on the toilet lid, but sometimes the, you know the, when yeah. the toilets are that grit, there's not even well, a lid. Don't have it's just a seat. You could yeah. go through it. That'd be even worse. <laughs> you get your foot in the water. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I hate that you that, know the feeling taking a piss at a big urinal at a like a sporting event sticky just a, a little bit and when you got shorts on just a bit of splashback on the shin you from you or it. from someone else next oh, to you I've had I've had a bit of side splash from someone else yeah and that you realise just how important jeans are or just the lower leg of any pant oh, is doing a lot God. of work at a yeah. urinal <laughs> Then El Giz has started pissing on the toilet floor and in the aisle of the plane. Uh, the crew relocated the passengers around him to other seats. Not the children, someone screamed, although that's speculation. Much more unlikely for, uh, for children who have been malingering on a plane 20 years ago. Now it's a right, not a privilege for children to exist um, and now, get on planes. Yeah, now probably back then it would be clean it up. Yeah, you don't know this man. But get up there and clean it up. It'd be a dad smoking, reading a paper, going, did my fucking kid do that? <laughs> just a smack, just in case. Um, how old were you in your first plane? Um, my pa- uh, my grandparents, English grandparents, lived up at Bribey Island when I was a, a baby. So I went up a few times to Bribey as a little baby, but then didn't go on a plane from the age of two until I was 18. Oh, okay. You're right. So the first memory on a plane was... Uh, Little one, like far north Queensland when I was a manny. Ah, oh, great. The manny. Going from like Cairns to Cairns to Weeper, Cairns to yeah. Thursday Island. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's cool. I went when I was about 10, I believe. I, I could find out. I could look mm. look it up. Whenever Haley's Comet was circling Brisbane, we went on a, got oh, a TAA. I've told you this. Went on a TAA plane. Just went up in the sky, came back down to Brisbane a couple of hours later. For a squiz. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. A squiz. Did you I was see more it? Concerned with the food and shit. Oh, not really. I mean, yeah, yeah, but it's not like a supernova or anything, is it? Some yeah, rubbish, overrated. Well, it, uh, as as you said, at that age, you're more interested in the food. Um, yeah, my wife's mates servings. took their kids on like a four or six month caravan trip around Australia mm-hmm. and to these amazing places, and all the kids remember they were like seven and five at the time. Is that a Caravan park when the shit truck pumped out all this shit into the yeah 
the kids just keep bringing that up and the parents are like, why the fuck did fuck? Absolutely. Could have just taken him down to Werribee Pond. Uh, after this, El Giz has hit a male flight attendant twice and grabbed another on the shoulder. They eventually got him back to the seat where he remained for the rest of the flight. And upon landing, he found himself in a little bit of trouble. Ooh. Status arrested. El Giz has uh, pleaded guilty to three charges of assault and one of behaving in an offensive and disorderly manner. It's a fair cop. Mm. He appeared in front of Magistrate Terry Wilson. Cheers. Not to be confused with Terry Wilson, the actor, Bill Hawks and Wagon Train, nor is it Terry Wilson, the decorated combat veteran, who's now a Texas Republican politician. God, they fucking love that, don't they? <laughs> Straight in. And God, come to mention it. Um, Tez is a Baptist and a family man, God and guns. No one, I don't know anyone on earth who loves the family unit as comprehensively as conservative politicians in America. The family values have gone to oh, pot. Bad for it. Are there any mm. any soldiers vote greens or anything? Soldiers who vote greens? I haven't met one. Yeah. Dunno. I uh I did a I did a gig, an army gig last week. Did I tell you about this? No. Oh was this Townsville? No, nah, Brisbane. Oh Brisbane at the barracks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Next to next to Triple M. Was it that barracks or Nogra? Uh no, Nogra. Yeah. And it was, yeah. Solid half hour of folded arms staring from their end. <laughs> Daylight comedy, 3 p.m., the best time for it. And pretty fucking grim. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, what you would have found out too. You go, fuck, the, all the soldiers that come out to our shows and stuff, like the SAS guys and two command, you know, mm. it's a lot of adults. But then when you go out and do gigs at the bar, you go, oh, yeah, 17-year-olds are in this. I forgot. Oh, yeah. I've done one before where... I followed Frenchie, yeah. who did a shoey to a standing ovation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like, you know, actual 18-year-olds. And I had to go, you know, closer to triple than double their age. I had to go yeah. on after that and try to do comedy. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Fucking disaster. Couldn't do the yeah, shoey because you, you had your white Havianas on? Yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't do it. Had my <laughs> Bermudas on, go straight through it. Um yeah. Oh, you know, you know who else? There's another Terry Wilson. He's not Terry Wilson, the post-war contemporary artist, nor is it Terry Wilson, the incarcerated murderer. Shot his shot his childhood friend Willie Stanky Clark in a crowded street a few years ago. I'm back in Terry Wilson there. Yeah. Is the, the is... mate's nickname Stanky? Stanky. Yeah, it's already. I, don't, I know none of the facts. <laughs> Exonerated. Is... <laughs> oh, Stanky's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Terry's fine. Your name's fucking, what's your middle name? <laughs> Guilty. Uh, this is Mate, our Terry. Dead. Exactly. <laughs> Melbourne magistrate, Terry Wilson. Terry sideswiped a lot of Melbourne's elite, actually. Some real Melbourne personalities have appeared before Terry in his capacity as a magistrate, including, but not limited to, Sam Newman oh, on a road road I, charge in 2012. I was, I was about to guess that. Oh, yeah? That would have been my guess for a Melbourne personality that's ended up at a magistrate's court. Yeah, right. Oh, I should have asked. You could have earned yourself a crisp fiver. Fuck. Missed out again. This is, oh, I'm sure you know this, being that he's one of your mentors. A woman opened her car door on Sam's Mustang. He called her a fucking bitch and a stupid bitch. So then he slammed his door into her rental to retaliate. Cost him 2K in the end. 
I know you go to sportsmen's luncheons and the like with Newman, but some people don't find him so agreeable. Not bad. My again, two grand a bargain, I reckon, for someone. Yeah, you can just get back. I was going to the chemist the other day, get some nappies uh, for the little one. Had him in the car. Woman parked across the entry, like as if she'd done a reverse parallel park mm. to block the driveway of the chemist. Nice. This big chemist warehouse that's sort of got a a little parking, like a drive-through parking entrance. Yeah. So I just waved and went, "Are you, are you going in?" And she just shrugged at me like she didn't even know what she was doing. I went. Can I go in? And she's just looking at me. So I just snuck yep. around her car, got in and parked, got my son out, and she's had to reverse because she was so flush with the fucking entrance. She's had to reverse, yep. pull out, and then come into the car park. And she hopped out and came over to me holding my son, and she said, you are very rude. Oh, okay. And I said, I think you've got rude confused with, uh, a good driver. Yeah. Correct. Why the fuck were you blocking the driveway? <laughs> Fucking oath. What the fuck? My wife said, yeah. she goes, Nick, you're on, she's like, you're on, right, you're on fucking billboards in this city. If someone filmed you doing that, I go, what? Doing there is what? no one on this planet. She had her teenage son with it, just looking at the ground, going, Mum's fucking cooked this. She should have seen this. There is. There's, there's, there are plenty of people on the planet who would somehow make her the victim. It was incredible. In I've I've never seen it was you know where you see a situation on the road where you go, How's this even occurred? Mm. Like to park there, you've gotten I say, I don't know how you got here. I don't know how you got the car to this point. <laughs> when you park across a driveway, a clear entrance. Say, yeah, right. You can say <laughs> something else. Um a few, I don't know what that says about me. I've told this story to a few mates and they go, Four, I thought you were gonna say something else. <laughs> Were you born from an egg lady? <laughs> uh, people are not their best around cars, are they? Like they've, you know, mm. stay away from them. You're a bit of a fuckwit, or for that matter, if you're planning a crime. Um, oh yeah, cars, cars are just fucking. It's just every nearly every crime. Every, cars are involved in nearly every crime committed. I reckon some stage of the crime, there's a car. Do it on foot, you probably get away with it. I told you I got on the old Triple M, got to ask the head of um, homicide there in Brizzy. Mm. Bigger, I said, because <laughs> everyone's asking earnest questions. And uh, I just said, who commits more crime? Is it Holden or Ford? And he just went, definitely Holden. Mate. Yeah, great. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it, was so, it was so quick. <laughs> so quick. Well, this, I mean, that might say something to the engineer because there's a lot, lot of nooks and crannies on a car. You're not going to get away with with modern forensics. You yeah. got to. You're going to have to torch it or something. You're not. You know, that's it. Impossible. Also, Terry Wilson. Elgiz is over pretty much. Oh. Fuck all else to say about Elgiz. Sorry, Elgiz. Yeah, I know Elgiz. Whatever. Oh, no, we'll, but, we'll be back later. But it, it yeah. is mid-flight brawl. Just quickly, have yeah. you ever have you ever torched a car? Have I torched a car? Yeah. What the fuck? No, no. I mean? just thought possibly in your time. And you may have thought <laughs> statute of limitations is up. We fucked something up. <laughs> I'm not saying you fucking murdered someone. Why else would you torture car? <laughs> well, I was, once I snuck out with some mates in high school, dumb joyriding shit, oh, shit myself the whole it. time. No, no, no. And my mate smashed um, the front uh, right-hand wheel on a curb. Mm. 
And he's like, fuck, I don't know what to do. And a few of the oh, boys are like, man, you're just going to have to tell your dad you took the car out. Yep. And he's like, fuck this, I'm just torching it. <laughs> like, oh, man. Mate. Very similar cannot, thing happened. You cannot yep. torch the car. He's like, I'm fucking torching it. My dad will kick the fuck out of me. It's like, man, if you torch the car and get caught, you're in so much more trouble to get caught. than if you just put your hand up and say, don't even say you took it for a joyride. Just say you drive to the shops yeah. to get a Slurpee and you hit a curb. Yeah. I'd cop a beating instead of torching a car. His dad must have, his dad, Czech, Czech bloke, Polish mum, he was still copping smacks in the 90s. Um, what, years after this incident? No, <laughs> no when day. would this have been? Like two, 2002. Yeah. But I just, I love the idea that it, it was just first move, let's fucking torch it. Did he get done? Yeah, he ended up putting his hand up. What, hang on, he torched the car? No, no, no. No, he didn't torture him. Oh, right. We talked him out of Oh, well, very similarly, when I was about 14, uh, thir- no, about 13, real young, some dudes were joyriding their parents' cars. I wasn't there, thank fuck. Mm-hmm. But um, this dude rang up my place on a Saturday morning and said, oh, can I get a lift to soccer because someone stole our car last night? I went, oh, okay. Then transport, he stole it, didn't he? And they had a similar thing happen. A couple of little bengals went, oh, fuck, we're going to have to run them all off cliffs. So they ran their parents' cars off cliffs. <laughs> Into the bush. So, yeah, the cars got stolen. Whack, whack. How come <laughs> two kids from the same school had their parents' cars stolen the same night or yeah. some shit? Crazy. And their mates. They got done. Yeah, they oh, got of done. Of course. Yeah, my, I was uh, on schoolies. I don't know if I've said it on here before. Um, we went to Yarrawonga, Murray River, just camped, fished, and swam in the river for a few days, about five of us. One day we're in my mate's uh, Nissan 300ZX that he's brought to the river, which is like oh, a Japanese street racer. Not known for four-wheel driving. He's let another mate of mine who was on his L's at the time. It's like, man, you drive to the shops in the morning. So we're all in the car and overtook a steamroller that we didn't know was pushing down the sand. Oh. And he's fanged it around a corner, smashed it into a tree. Fucked. Fucked us up. My had all, I was in the middle seat in the back and it cut up all my legs and everything. Jesus. And uh, we we get out of the car and the mate who, he was in the front passenger seat, whose car it was, had hit his head and he's like, all right, boys, this is what we've got to do. Uh, tell the cops, you know, it's been raining. That's why we slid. We lost control. It's wet. Mm. And we're like, mate, it's been fucking 42 degrees for a week. And then he goes, yeah. I'm going to fucking kill you. Like almost went to bash our mate that wrecked his car. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> but... Fair play. Everyone stuck to their story. Yeah. The bloke who's, whose car it was, he said he was driving fine. Yeah. And then uh, our other mate had to pay him back for years. They were never friends again. Oh. <laughs> oh you're not going to remain friends with people when you're 17 anyway. Don't worry about it. My dad Get fuck, money's worth. I don't know if Fran has to beep this. I don't know if mum listens to it. But about 10 years later, dad said to me, because we had to call up, all the parents got called. Yeah. So I took off out of the car and they were like, Cody, you don't have to be here. Get back to the campsite. Mm. And about 10 years later, Dad said, hey, you remember schoolies? I said, yeah. He goes, I know you're in the car. Good work not saying anything. Your mum would have made you yeah. come home. <laughs> <laughs> Surely that's outside of the statute of limitations. <laughs> Shout out <Yeah>. to Karen. <laughs> and Jeff with a G. <laughs> um. One more, one more person who's been around, Terry Wilson, 
uh, not the chemist. No, it's Terry White, isn't it? The um, yeah. the magistrate, um, drug dealer Sean Sonnet, underworld figure and good mate of another of Melbourne's favourite sons, Carl Williams. Oh yeah. When uh, he was on appeal for conspiring to kill gangland rival Mario Condello. Oh yeah. Uh, Mario did get killed later on, but not by yeah. these bozos, I don't think. Sean got twenty years for his part in it. When he got sentenced, he said, "Are you fucking finished?" Yeah. <laughs> he called. This judge, um, Terry was part of the appeal. The judge was Betty King. He called Judge Betty King a fucking dog and a black widow. And he pulled up his shirt to show his biceps, like you do sometimes. <laughs> Served about four years of his 20. Oh, no. That's pretty good. Hold on. Been, I, assume, I assume he's 16 years short, not because of good behavior. No, no. He, he got out after four years somehow. Oh. He'd been rehabilitated by then, obviously. <laughs> Terry let him out. Fucking hell. Back in time for the next Olympics. Yeah. Turned out Terry was wrong about Sean. Oh. <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't rehabilitated at all. I Sean want was, the bloke calling the judge a fucking dog and a black widow yeah. flexing. <laughs> Sean, Sean was doing stick-ups in 2022 with a knife in Geelong. One of them in an Aldi. Wow. Uh, times are tough. 52 years old. Grow up, Sean. Magistrate oh, Terry Wilson. Yeah. Hey, hold on though. That is, um, I do like old school. Yeah, I I love that. There's someone in their fifties doing that. That's like Some the eighty ups. year old skydivers and shit. You know. Yeah, I don't know. A, you think it's a bucket list? Yeah, I, up Aldi. <laughs> no, I just think it's a it's a zest for life that's sort of squashed out of a lot of people before then. Well, it's, yeah, it's a tip of your hat to the older days too. <laughs> like we say, most crimes in the where it belongs now is boardrooms. Don't see a lot of stick ups. If I got stuck up and I was a shop attendant, I'd feel a bit nostalgic. I'd be scared of getting shot or, or stabbed. Yeah. But you know, as long as you're out of reach, give them yeah. the cash. Also, now though, it's like, mate, COVID killed cash. I know. You're not getting anything. I see armor guard trucks sometimes. You go, What's in them? <laughs> what the fuck's in that? Gold I'm, bullion? I'm amazed. <laughs> yeah, I'm amazed the Army Guard bloke doesn't walk in, just take the, you know, $68 in cash, just put it in his wallet, <laughs> take yeah. it to the bank. There's no, <laughs> no need for the suitcase with the handcuff attached to the wrist. I find myself asking places now if they take cash. It's embarrassing. Like I've, I've said it a few times. Like, oh, I'm not even asking that. I'm just handing over cash. I've already bought three pints or something. They go, it's card only. Well, I've only got cash. I don't have a card. You're uh, taking this, aren't you? Dickhead. Told you, the other... The other month, when you're back down here in Melbourne, you can go to the People's Stadium, the MCG. Oh, yeah. The People's Stadium, card only, no cash. Yeah, 0.5% surcharge, please. Yeah. Go and support the uh, arts at the Arts Centre, card only, no cash. Um, Magistrate Terry Wilson said Elgiz's behaviour was abominable. It's behaviour that I don't think even a dog would stoop to do. Called him a dog. I like well, that. It's they called Betty. Well, yeah, he called Elgiz a dog. <laughs> and yet he's let Sean out, somebody who calls women dogs and does stick-ups. Uh, you are more than aware, living so close to America, the sort of reaction after what happened in New York. Bear in mind, this is 2003, yeah. two years after Y2K. Three years after Y2K, sorry. Um, <laughs> after what happened in New York where planes were used to inflict great misery on a lot of people. Uh, Wilson sentenced Elgiz to what? Well, he, what, he kicked the door Shot in, at the main prize, pissed, 10 bucks. Pissed on the floor. Yeah. Knock uh, on the door, piss on the floor. 
Yeah, kicking the door piss on the floor. He attacked a flight attendant. Mm. Punching the stomach. Yelled some stuff. Yeah, punching the stomach. Yelled some stuff out. Yelled obscenities. We're not quite sure what, but obscenities, obscenities. are obscenities, aren't they? Now I'm going to say, just because it's close to 9-11, I'm going to say uh, 24 months. No. Nah. Three months. Fuck. In the clink. Not bad. That is good value. Uh, the kicker, though, he was Man. also banned from flying with Cathay Pacific for life. Big whoop. I, you know, I, you say that, but if you're going to Hong Kong, yeah, they're, fuck, they're the one. Well, you don't think you can get there any other way? You can't, but it's a, a lot of fuck around. Well, Virgin's gone. Okay. Qantas really do them. Yeah, but if, like, do you think he lives in Hong Kong? Yeah, I reckon. He's, he's from Hong Kong, but he's probably in transit. You can live with, you can do without going to Hong Kong unless you live there. Yeah. If he lives there, he doesn't live in Melbourne, does he? It's on holiday. Yeah, I think banned for life is ridiculous. There are fucking thousands of airlines and it's ways around it. If anything, lop a few off, you probably get the cheaper ones. You you say yeah. that though, right? But we're, we're Virgin Platinum boys. If you get mm. knocked off Virgin, that's fucking oh, I'd annoying. Be, I'd be really annoyed. Yeah. Yes. That'd be fucked. Yeah. But that's within Australia. Like Cathay's purely international, isn't it? If I was, if I was kicked off for life an international airline, Whatever. <laughs> Fine. You don't care? I don't care. In fact, <laughs> it's good for the environment for me not to go on that plane. Many That's ways just... to skin a cat. Yeah. Well, your your mates over in in France, your best friends, mm-hmm. they've yes. just cancelled flights between routes where there's a high-speed train that takes less than two and a half hours. Oh, good. That's cool. Which sound, I was like, fuck, that's amazing. That's going to pretty much reverse global warming. Turns out I think it's like two flights that do it. Yeah. All right. But it looks good, you know? And the people who do those flights can just afford a, a private jet anyway. <laughs> just charter one of them. Fly for 10 minutes instead of take the two-hour train. Time is precious for those types. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode of Mid-Flight Brawl. Thanks again for listening. If you want to get around us on the Patreon, patreon.com slash midflight brawl. Keep sending us greyhound names. We've got a couple that I think we get to name. If you want to see us live this Saturday, June 3rd, 4 p.m. in Newcastle at the Gal, and the next show's two in one night, July 14 in Briz Vegas. Good chat, Comedy Club, 9 p.m. show's sold out. 7 p.m.'s just been added, but the Patreon fans have snapped up a bunch of those. So if you want to get in, get in quick, midflightbrawl.com for tickets. Uh, Sydney is going to be up soon, and I'll I'll tell you the date yeah. for Sydney. It is I I want to say September nine. Yeah, I think so. Nine nine. September nine. Tickets are going to be on sale soon. Uh, there's a UFC in Sydney on September ten, so I'll be rolling in hot to that. Yeah, might have to drag you along in a headlock, Heggy. <laughs> I don't Come. know, mate. I got to prepare. I got to prepare for the next day. Big do at my house day after the UFC. So uh, I don't think I'll be there. It's a I'll long weekend. Food prep. It's a heggy yeah. long weekend. <laughs> um, oh, one more plug, Rooney, if we can. I'm yeah. doing two extra shows of my show in Sydney at the Comedy Store, June 16 and 23. Oh, and sick. I think I've exhausted all my Sydney uh, clients to come to my show. But if yeah. you're into it, get to the Comedy Store Friday nights up. consecutively. Do Quick it. Sticks. And Melbourne, are you doing an extra show in oh, Melbourne? Yeah, it's in July. 
Bang. Late July, two nights or something. Ripper. All Get right. around it. Mate, thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week. All right, mate. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. <laughs>